0: Today on Vulnerable, I sit down with the iconic TikTok star, Brooklyn Webb. She's been disrupting society standards through entertaining us with singing, dancing, and satire. Yes, that's right, satire is not dead. And I met Brooklyn at the RAPS Power Women's Summit last December, and she struck me as such a special individual, not just some TikTok influencer person. And so we talk about her mental health, her journey um, from Canada to Hollywood, and just basically what it's like to be young right now. And she's really impressive. So I hope you enjoy this episode of Vulnerable.
1: Hi, Brooklyn. Hi. (laughs) We're here. I know, I'm excited. Thank you. We met randomly. Yeah, at the Women's Summit. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, hey, I know you. I
0: straight up was like, your face. I know your face. (laughs) But it's not that I know your face. This is the weirdest part about social media is that like I know so much more about you than just your face and body. Mm -hmm. Like what's so cool about like, I guess, the good side, right? Like if we're just focusing on the good side for a minute, it, it does connect you. To people sometimes
1: that have really interesting perspectives. Oh my gosh, yeah! Like I've connected with basically everyone who I'm close with in my life now. I connected with through social media. That's that makes sense.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I, and I feel that way too. The only the only people that I'd say that are in my physical community are the people that live near me because they're like parents, mm-hmm. right? And and so a lot of my friends, like you're 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 18. Yeah. And so a lot of my friends from my twenties and whatnot, um, they've all, you know, we all grow up. Well this and by the way, this may happen. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to be preachy or anything. But in your 20s, it's like this really beautiful golden age, or it's at least supposed to be if you don't get wrapped up in lots of drama. But it can be this really great space for you to create all these memories. But what will end up happening is so many people will like move away, you know, have marriages, divorces, whatever. Certain people will, like, have all these different roads they go down. And so it's like, I just feel like there's a lot of friends that I don't see that I knew. But weirdly enough, with social media, it's like you almost have these really intense relationships with people, like, right off the bat.
1: Yeah, it was so weird because I moved out here and just got super, super close because a bunch of my friends had moved out for the first time, and we all just like a lot of people moved across the country to a different state, like far from their families. So, did they you all don't... plan it together, like social, social people? Not really, not really. We just all kind of a- actually ended up moving into the same building. It what? kind of felt like oh, college was it that dorms. building though? Wait, yeah. it's that building. I, I don't know if it's the one on like the, like it was a different one in Hollywood because it was a okay. new building that had opened. Okay, and there was like twenty of us living in there. I think at one time I over love that. that. I love insane. that for you, hate that for your neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was everyone there were, like it was full of like DJs and just like different people. Like everyone there was just like young and new to LA and it was like a 700 unit apartment complex. It was that's like that's a that's a reality show that oh needs my to happen. Gosh. Yeah, and then there was a lot of safety issues, so that a lot of people moved out. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, what, what was that? What building was that? Because you're not in there now, so we can say, or? Yeah, there's still some people that live there. So, okay, I so we're not shouldn't. going to. Yeah. We're not, it's a Hollywood place. Yeah. In <laughs> a 700 unit place. Yeah. But yeah, there was this other place. I think it was like, uh, what's her name? Um, oh, God, she's huge. And she's like Brazilian. She's like, who am I thinking of? Do you know who I'm thinking of? I do not know She's who you're Brazilian of. or she's Latina. And she has her friend, Jackie, what's her name?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, She's, uh, uh, I know a lot of people use. Lily Pons. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, was I think I know that a lot of people used to live in like a building on Vine Street. I think That's that there was what actually it was, a Vine. reality show or like a documentary that came out about it recently. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, so how many years have you been here now? I've been here for a year and a half. It will be two years in May. Wow. Does that is that crazy? Yeah, it feels like I just moved here, but also I've been here for so long. It's so weird. Yeah, welcome to LA. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It ages you on the inside, not the outside.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, literally. I feel like aged so much because I already felt like I was an adult when I moved out here at 17. I was like, see, look, I'm moving to a new country. Like, Dude. You know? (laughs) What is that like? Um, not not fun, not very easy. You know, th- not a lot of people move to a new country at 17 without their parents, um, and they make it very hard <laughs> to do so. I guess so. Yeah. W- w- why did you choose to do that? Were your parents okay with it? Yeah, they were okay with it. It took, like, a lot of convincing and realizing, and then they realized, like, hey, she's mature. She's been already taking on all these adult responsibilities. Okay. And they saw it that I'm able to go kind of have my fun and chase my dreams, and they trusted me, so. So you have a really good relationship with your parents? I'm sorry.
0: I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like pre-assuming that you have a good relationship with them. That may not be the case because parents parents traumatize us to some degree. Yeah. I'm traumatizing my kids, I'm sure, um, but not meaning to do that. But you just hope that you can have like a close enough relationship with them where like they'll come back to you when they're struggling with something and then like you guys yeah. can like have this like sort of infrastructure of support. Mm-hmm. You know, when, like, you, they just want you to call them. They just want you – now yeah. I realize, like, why the parents, like, they just, just call your mother.
1: It uh, Definitely my relationships got a lot better because it's really just my mom and grandma are my only, like, really parent – parental figures. Got gotcha. you. Um, so relationship definitely improved when I moved away, you know. Yeah. Space did wonders for all of that, so. Yeah, I get that. I get that. So Canada. hmm Which part of Canada? I forget. Victoria, BC. It's like the <sighs> island above <sighs> Seattle. It's so beautiful there. They shoot a lot of films there. They do. They they shoot a ton of films there. I like Hallmark. I was looking it up the other yeah, a bunch of Hallmark. If you've seen a castle, it's probably one of the ones off the island that I'm from like cuz there's just a bunch of castles down there. Yeah.
0: Wow. Like real, like beautiful castles. Oh I mean, yes, yeah. and it's like
1: on a like university campus. There's ones that there's one that's just like a parliament, but it looks like a castle. There's like a ton of them. That's so beautiful. Victoria also has really good weather compared to most of Canada. It's more yeah. like mild. Yeah, right? it's definitely more mild, but it's also raining about nine months out of the year. Ah, it's like Seattle. It's got yeah, like the NorCal exactly Pacific Seattle Pacific Northwest vibe. Well, uh, I'm sorry, but the islands off of Victoria, I'm obsessed with them. Oh my gosh, I've taken the ferry over there a little bit. Because, you know, you take that fun little ferry boat. Um, And those are always such fun day trips. They are. Okay, so next time you go back, have you been to Orcas Island yet? I haven't. Uh, Oh,
0: please go to Orcas Island. I actually stayed at, like, some weird yurt situation. It's like a biodome kind of thing with, like, no… Oh, I think I've seen (laughs) photos of that. I forget what it's called. Like, it was a hostel. It ended up becoming… It was a hostel. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. Um, Have you seen Wanderlust? I haven't. So Wanderlust is this movie where Jennifer Aniston and the guy who plays Ant-Man. Oh my god, why did I not remember? Right. Thank you. <laughs> it's a movie uh where they go and they leave the city and they don't have any money. Um so they like they are trying to stay with some family members who are not nice people. Mm-hmm. And so they just like run off and they find this place that's like a like a like a commune and like all the people, but it's funny, it's not like weird. And yeah. It's like they're they're having a blast with all these crazy characters, and they're trying to evaluate their relationship to money and art and creativity and stuff like that. And I think it's actually really beautiful, like message behind all of it. And then they do end up like staying there but improving mm-hmm. the place. And um I do kind of wonder, like, if you kind of leaving
1: that sort of, like, small, sort of beautiful place. Victoria is a really contained. Yeah, it's very contained. Like, leaving there, it's – I always call it, like, it's not bad. It's just very simple there. Like, a lot of people grow up and stay on the island, which I understand because it's very beautiful, but it also creates a lot of very, like, simple-minded. A lot of people don't know anything else beyond the island. Yeah. And I've always been a person where I wanted to just, like – Go out, adventure, meet a lot of different kinds of people, just go and see a lot of different kinds of things. So I like, I like the chaotic lifestyle of LA. Who's your favorite Disney princess? My favorite Disney princess? Oh my gosh, that is a hard question because I like them all. i such like a Disney princess. I definitely I love Belle as one of the I was just gonna top say yeah. I, I
0: think it's like you want so much more than this provincial life. Yeah, no,
1: literally. <laughs> You're like
0: legit <laughs> Belle. I love that. And I think it's, it is, it's such a, it's just like such a beautiful place to be from. Um, And then to come here, there must be like so much culture shock. Like, what was the most – what was the weirdest thing about moving to L.A. at 17?
1: Oh, my gosh. There were so many different weird things. I think Alone. one of the ones that like <laughs> – one of the ones that shocked me was when I went into the grocery store and suddenly – you know how like you just kind of know the brand and like you're going to pick out a pasta sauce and you know like, oh, like this is the good one to get or like this is the one. I get in and I'm like, I have no clue what any of this is. Like I have no clue what this tastes like. Different like, brands. Yeah, like different brands. Like everything was just like – Different, but not. I mean, it's still like it's just across the border. It's not too too far, but at the same time, I'm just like confused. (laughs) It's still
0: different. I got roasted one time. Okay, really? Yeah. So I did a YouTube video, and we're gonna have to get into your whole social media stuff, like with your videos, and Mm -hmm. you know. But I did a YouTube video where I was like walking and talking, and I said something really stupid. (laughs) I said, "I go." I was like, you know, it was Montreal. It was kind of like Europe. (laughs) Or I said it was Canada. It was kind of like Europe or something like that. Yeah. I know. I said something and people were roasting me. They're like, that's the most ridiculous thing that you've ever said.
1: Really? Because I've heard, like, I haven't been to Montreal, but from everything that I've heard and everything that I know, like, that's the most, like, European kind of, like, it's a European vibe over there. Even in Victoria, there's a lot of European influence.
0: Thank you, bitches. Confirmed by a Canadian herself, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it is. There's European influences. The architecture
1: is very beautiful. Like the Fairmont in Victoria mm-hmm. is gorgeous. Yeah. It's all very – well, because all the settlers came over there and disrupted Sorry. the land, which is a whole other thing, but – Oh, damn. Yeah. Are we getting into that? Well, it's really, really horrible, everything that was done to the indigenous people in Canada. Interesting. Yeah. You want to talk more about it? I am interested in this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh my gosh, sorry. I'm trying to like... No, no, don't. Oh gosh, oh my gosh. No, collect my words and (laughs) everything because it's just like it's something that I'm very passionate about because it's, it's horrible. And I was really grateful that I had teachers in school that were also very passionate about teaching it because it gave me a lot of growth and learning about it. But um basically, when all the European settlers came over from can sorry, maybe I shouldn't. I feel like no, I'm you can't explain this thoroughly enough. No, like, I think
0: you're gonna do a great okay. job. And I think it's cool that people know that, you know, we're not just talking about TikTok and that there's like, you know, yeah. a lot of things that you have to
1: talk about. Yeah. So um, when all the European settlers came over um, into Canada, there was a lot of indigenous people settled all over, obviously. Like those were the people that grew up there. This was their land and they treated the land with high respect, high respect to all the animals, the nature, everything. Very, very lovely. Um, And they did a lot of horrible things. Like I think a lot of people are very familiar with the smallpox blankets and everything that happened with that. But even further... um, what happened was residential schools, where they came and they would displace, like take children. I believe starting as young as three years old up to eighteen, and essentially to colonize them into European, like culture and everything. So they would go and try to take away and take away all their traditions. They weren't allowed to see their friends. They their cut family their hair, right? Yeah, and, cut they, their and hair. a lot of them died. A lot of them were displaced. Yeah, they they found out really recently that there was a bunch of unmarked graves where these residential schools used to be, with like. Seven hundred kids at some of them, yeah, and like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds.
0: So that that's really that's really uh, I've been seeing that on TikTok too. There's mm-hmm. actually a big Native American presence. Um, an indigenous people presence on TikTok. Yes. When we're on TikTok, it's really fascinating to me because of the AI of it, the algorithm of it. Mm -hmm. And also like what side... It's interesting. Like sometimes I want to take someone's phone and see what their algorithm is serving them because it says so much about their personality. Yes. And it's really fascinating because I have found out more about myself with, it's like looking in a mirror reflected back at you Mm -hmm. in some ways. One of the things I will say that's good, and I don't, I don't have stock in TikTok, Um, but it's like, there's so many communities represented, right? Yes. So you have, you have the Native American, you have, obviously you have a huge LGBTQ plus community. Mm -hmm. You have the haters and you have the (sighs) lovers. And then you have someone like yourself who's Like pivoted into a lot of different niche categories.
1: Yeah. I've just kind of, I don't know, I just get passionate about a lot of different things. So it's like whenever I feel passionate about something, like that's just where I'm going to pour and put all my energy into.
0: Yeah. So do you feel like you're like actually acquiring like not only knowledge but purpose as you
1: become more and more... I'm um, active in the arts as like, oh, yeah okay. I mean, for me, my only goal at the end of the day is to feel fulfilled in whatever I'm doing. So it's like whatever is going to make me feel fulfilled at the end of the day, that's where I want to put my energy into. Because if you're trying to equate your self-worth to numbers or different like, oh, this brand deal or, oh, I got to go on this trip, then you're just, you're never going to feel fully happy. Wait, so you're not so- sad you didn't go to Dubai with Alex? <laughs> or... <laughs> Everyone's like hating on the fact that
0: everyone went to Dubai and I'm- I was mm-hmm. like, it wasn't even about Beyonce. It was about their trip to Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> Tarte, I guess, has deep pockets and, like, decided to, like, send a yeah. bunch of these,
1: like, top tier, you know, trending I mean, influencers. I mean, I wouldn't have complained if I got to go to Dubai, I, like, how I don't think anyone would if they got to. But <laughs> I think that those girls that got to go were just as psyched as everyone else. Oh, hell yeah. I think yeah. they were. You could tell. It's funny how much you can see
0: in someone's content their, like, authentic self and – And that's what shitty is that like, so much of it is performative. Mm -hmm. And I can actually relate as somebody who was like a child actor. It's like, you become your character to some degree, Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so,
1: like, there's, like, this weird line of, like, what's true and, like, what is what people want from you. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. Like, I was playing a character for a while on my social media, but then it also went, like, kind of back and forth. But it's, like, no matter what, when you're doing this kind of short-form content on social media, you're still curating it so much that even if you're trying to do or you're being, like, authentic, it's still chopped up. It's still short-form. It's still, like, this snappy, like, there's never being this fully authentic side. That sucks. It's, like… I don't know. And going from being a character to just like trying to transition into being myself and learning how to be myself on social media, but then you're propping up a phone right in front of you. Yeah. It's like, I just freeze up and I'm like, well, what am I supposed to say now? I can't just talk and be like, hey, guys. It's fucking hard.
0: It's it's actually been one of my biggest barriers right now in talking to my my new social media manager that I have, happens (laughs) to be in studio today. Um. Yeah, but it's it's cool because, like, I've done social media for so long without any sort of guidance or assistance, and, like, what I've found now is that actually propping that phone up and doing the get ready with me stuff, all it's – it's actually really hard. Yeah. I know it sounds really stupid, but, yeah. like, you try it then.
1: You know what? Yeah. <laughs> it's so easy, you do it. <laughs> no, because I've been doing that for a while, and it took me, like, I feel like I'm just now starting to get a hang of, like – being able to put my phone in front of me and just talking like myself and feeling like I'm representing myself online. How so did just, you do it? How just you- honestly, like, practice and still doing Because that was my biggest thing with social media. Because, I mean, I was doing TikTok for about – two, three years before I got any sort of traction on the platform because then it all happened over quarantine.
0: Yeah, that's right. Okay. So what was that like being – you were in Canada in quarantine, but like blowing up on TikTok?
1: Yeah. So it was like literally like I I was just like in high school before I was like working at a little shoe store in my town. Um, and like going to school and just like dancing and musical theater. And then I remember musical theater had basically wrapped up about then. I was gearing up for dance competitions and suddenly quarantine hit. Yeah. And I'd been doing TikTok a while, like any free moment that I got. So then I was like, hmm, I need somewhere to put my creative energy right now. So I just started doing that 24-7 all the time. Um, and it went from about, like, 30,000 followers, which I was psyched about. I was like – That's a lot. I was like, that is insane. Yeah. I, was, I had built myself up to that over three years, and I was so happy about it. Yeah. To then, a year later, having over 8 million followers on the platform and coming out of quarantine and coming, like, back into moving to another country straight out of that. It's, like, the weirdest – thing. So w- when did you decide to, like, move, though? You were like, I'm done. I'm going to Hollywood. <laughs> um, I mean, after – I had always wanted to. I mean, after I did a trip to LA and then after that I knew, like, I want to I live here. You liked it. You yeah. liked the chaos, you said. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so then let's talk about the chaos for a minute. Because <laughs> my chaos is probably – there's probably some similarities to what I was growing up in Hollywood to, like – or not growing up, but, like, in my, like, 20s in Hollywood and whatnot to, like – What people think of influencers in Hollywood is this, like, very entitled, vapid, incestuous, everyone's, like, hooking up. And just, like, I think that they think of it as being so ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I've got to – I actually don't know. So what is it like – are, like, do you sign NDAs and hand your phone in
1: when you go to, like, parties? I've I've never had that experience personally. Like, I haven't had – but I think that there's more of kind of this high scale of the influencers. I don't know. I tend to surround myself with people that are pretty grounded and, like, I just can't – because definitely some people have that energy. It really depends because everyone's so different. So I think it's hard to slap, like, a label on all influencers because yeah, there's so many. And they're, they're all so different because some – are very vapid and just like it's not not very nice people and very much only care about your status and your looks. And you'll, you'll feel that in just like meeting them and then you kind of know. And it's like, okay, moving on. But then I met so many of the most like genuine, kind, compassionate people ever. And it's – you can never fully judge someone from their social media about how they're going to be, which I think is the most wild thing.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean – Do you remember, like, what's the most hurtful
1: comment that you've ever gotten? Oh my gosh, the most hurtful. I've gotten a lot. I mean, I've heard it all about my, I think it started with when I was like 15, 16, and I was just making my cute little princess POV videos, and suddenly I would just get a string of comments being, something about this girl's face just pisses me off. Like, something about her, like, I just don't like her face, like... (laughs) Yeah. And it started like that, but then it just got more and more, like, digging into my body and my image. And then they would dig into, like, didn't even know who I was and would dig into who I am as a person. And just, like, everything that you think that people can sling at you or that you think you've heard at all, suddenly people on social media think of a new creative way
0: I to do, say it even they? meaner.
1: Yeah, they're just, like, different layers of asshole. Mm-hmm. Just They suck. Yeah. I've gotten like paragraphs in DMs. I bet that you've gotten that before. Like when people go out of their way to send a whole essay about how much they hate you. I actually got one really interesting one. So I did an episode about Aaron Carter. Mm
0: -hmm. And um, this is great. I'm actually really happy to talk to you about this. (laughs) So I'm not laughing about the episode. It was a very serious episode. I'm Mm -hmm. laughing about the reaction that I got from one individual. So um, uh, someone decided to DM me directly, okay, so it's not anonymous, and he said, your podcast is trashy, and you should be ashamed of yourself, and there was a bit of a paragraph, and I was like, okay, I'm Sicilian, which means, like, I've got, like, very warm-blooded, like, anger, and so I couldn't help myself, and I was (laughs) like, I'm going to find this guy, I want to know where (laughs) he lives, I'm going to see that he has, like, a cousin, I'm going to go, he has a boyfriend, okay, I'm going to go... I have screenshots of his boyfriend's profile. Like, I was going, like, lifetime movie (laughs) on this troll. And then it turned out, when I did my digging, that he actually, several years before the comment, like, I want to say, like, I went back, like, five years. And he worked. He has a picture of him sitting at a mental health forum. Like, he was checking people and he worked for, like, a mental health association. And it was, like, literally... This podcast is geared towards creating a safe space for people to talk about mental health. Yeah. When Brooklyn and I saw each other at this the Rap Summit for Women, um, immediately we talked about things she's been going through and I was like, please, please come on my podcast and just chat. So it felt like a huge slap in the face and I took it so personally that I was ready to actually like, like send the message to his boyfriend and be like, he
1: fucked up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and like cause drama in his relationship. I'm crazy. I don't <laughs> See, know how a, you do
1: it. I'm just a person like I kind of let everything go even with like I'm trying not to let people walk over me. That's been my um goal. I mean, that's been a struggle that I've had since I got to LA and I've definitely got more of a backbone now, but it's just kind of like nothing really makes me that angry. Like people will do me dog shit dirty. Like, <laughs> I love that. So dog wrong. shit dirty. That's <laughs> like, my new favorite. <laughs> <laughs> like they will do me so bad and then I'll just be like, oh. Maybe they were, like, going through it. There's, like, other stuff going on. Maybe they'll get better.
0: I feel like you are a Disney princess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have the eyes, the laugh, <laughs> the heart. You need to be protected
0: at all times. <laughs> so, and then, I mean, we talked briefly, and I don't know, like, if you want to talk about relationships and stuff. Probably, probably not. Probably <laughs> string away from that, because I feel like... I'm... You're like, you don't want that kind of DMing. Yeah. Um. I get it. So, and then when, so when we were talking back about, but we were talking about mental health before you came on though. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. So can we talk about that? Yeah. Okay, great. Totally. So when we were at the summit and we did talk about mental health, did you hit a wall and
1: did that have to do with the haters? Did it have to do with just content creation being really rigorous? Honestly, I hit a wall just in general. Definitely a lot of the pressure came from the social media, it kind of amplified everything. But all throughout my childhood and growing up, there's a lot of shit that I've been through, like a lot of stuff that I don't know if I'll – there's one day that I'll talk about it because it's still like – I'm kind of processing it to yeah. this day because it all felt so normal to me as a kid. I'm like everything that I was going through. But now, really, this past year, I realized, yo, none of this was normal at all because there was stuff that I knew that was already pretty fucked up that I'd been through. Okay. Um but then it was really like realizing it and I just kept everything so bottled up because even when I was going to like therapy and counseling as a kid and just different stuff, my thought process was I didn't want to talk about any of it. So I would just say what I thought that they wanted to hear so that I could get out of there. You masked. Stop. Yeah. Mm. So then I I got so used to it and I'm like, I'm fine. Nothing can affect me. That's, that's kind of still how I <laughs> feel to a certain extent. But also like keeping that bottled up for so, so long, it got to a point where – um November, I was like, I need to go check into a mental hospital. Like I was not, I was not doing too good. And luckily I had friends that were able to help me and get me over there. But I just went and checked in and I'm really happy that I did because obviously I needed to be safe and be somewhere where nothing was going to happen. The mental hospital sucked. The people, the patients were nicer than the staff, but (laughs) still happy that I went because I needed to. Yeah. I wonder what it's like I wonder what the difference is like in mental hospitals here versus in Canada because the yeah. healthcare is so different. It's it's so hard. From my understanding, it's really hard to get into them in Canada even. like It's really hard to get healthcare for anything in Canada because even though it's so public, but especially mental healthcare, there's wait lists for so long. My brother, um, he has autism and ADHD. I have a younger brother who's about 10 and he has a lot of stuff and he's still – Trying, they've been trying to get him diagnosed so that he can get an IEP so that he could get proper help in school and proper everything. And it took him over three years to get diagnosed while they were paying to have it fast tracked.
0: Wow! And
1: like paying to get even
0: it. while they were paying like an
1: upgrade. Yeah, yeah, just to, to try to because
0: the infrastructure is just so different, mm-hmm. right? I know it's it's we actually do take for granted the fact that you know our society. I think there's a lot wrong with a lot of things, but like mental health has become more normalized and the it's a marketplace. See if you can make yeah. money, that's all that matters. I think it's changed a lot when like better help ads are on TikTok. Yeah. And like people are like, I'm just using my phone to like get help and I can pay. I think I'm very happy that mental health is being more normalized. Mm -hmm. Body positivity is being obviously something that we will
1: not be going back from people. Yeah, no. I see it (laughs) happening all the time on TikTok. And actually, all of these trends on TikTok get me so mad because I feel like so much now is even going back to and being even worse, just feeding into these different beauty standards and really telling girls and specifically young girls, like, you need to do this, 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 and this to, like, oh, it gets me. It gets you heated. Yeah. <laughs> that's that gets me
0: you're heated. like, I'm going to take that mask off, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like though, actually, interesting question. Do you feel like the part of you that's behind that mask like, can come out through your art that you're making, the music sometimes too? Because I know that we talk about the satire music that you're making, the comedy, mm. kind of like the Bo Burnham, like all of this sort of it's almost like a response, but also a commentary on the yeah. on TikTok or
1: on social media as a whole. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that part of you is coming out in that art? I mean, definitely not, because I feel like with all of that performance art that I did specifically with the My Crown project... Um, it was really um, satire of how other people perceived me on the internet because they just saw me as this dumb girl who even though I preached like self-love and self-confidence and all those different things, people would still be like, oh my gosh, she's so full of herself. Like she's just so obsessed with herself. So like when there's lyrics like I'm better than everyone else, I obviously did not feel that way. That was just how other people perceive me as thinking that I'm always like better than everyone. (laughs) Like no. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It is. It's hard for people to truly not and it, it's, it's weird when people are commenting, I think they're also trying to be a part of the ruse. Like they mm-hmm. want to act like a troll. It's not even that they really think that. It's like they're just something in
1: them wants to engage with content in that negative way. Yeah. It's the it, ego. It's, it's like the mob the ego. mentality, the mm-hmm. ego. Like yeah. they just, I don't know what was so fascinating about it to other people fully, but also yeah. I do. Um, But it was just, it shocked me at how many people would just hop on a hate train for fun, especially when I was 17 at the time. Like, there wasn't, the whole thing was that there wasn't anything wrong with it. It it was also because you had so many
0: followers. Yeah.
1: It's like you could have done that without that many followers and it would have
0: stood alone as its own art or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's hard for people to acknowledge, even like A list actors, they want to hate on influencers or TikTokers or what we should call them as creators, because it takes a lot of work and time and production value yeah. to like film things. Um, and I went to film school at Columbia. So like, and also had, a, a, I've been an actress since I was a little kid. So it's like, it actually is hard to self-produce this stuff. Yeah. And it, you make a lot more money when you're actually sponsored. Like it's, it's a huge body of work. Whereas Jennifer Aniston's like, okay, well, I'll just wait till
1: my agent calls me for the next, you know, rom-com that I'm going to do. Yeah, it's very, different. it's very much like you have to stay on it. Like the past year I've fallen out of it and now getting back into it, even just with the algorithm, with social media, because it moves as quickly as it comes – the even quicker that it can go. It goes so fast and you have to really be on top of it 24-7. And I mean, with being a content creator for the most part, like you're doing the lighting design. You're if you're doing your own hair, your own makeup, you're planning the content, you're editing it all. Oh, and like, they need to be so fire looks, t- right? Like yeah. you need
0: to like I even I, I am literally like always changing my shirt. But like legit, like I'm always trying to like stay up on even if it's just a look because the aesthetic of what you're doing matters just as much as what you're saying and what you're doing it's mm-hmm. very multi-layered
1: yeah and it's like as much as i love beauty and fashion makeup and all that stuff i love it it is so draining all the time to do with social media yeah it's like i love it and that's why i do it yeah but at the same time i'm like damn like what what's on the other side yeah
0: yeah okay so then you know we brushed over the 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 time away that you had and and so, can we just talk a little bit yeah. more about that experience? So, so you
1: called a friend. You were like, "I'm gonna check in somewhere." Or do you have a place like that I can go? Or like, what was that? Um, it was. Um, I called actually one of my one of my managers, Tamima, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Okay, let's get you let's get you in. Don't worry, I'll tell you what you need to do." So then That's I so went sweet. and I went to the hospital because you have to go there first before going to the mental hospital. So then I was there. I got checked in. I was waiting, and because I don't have insurance over here in the U.S. It's not like I could go to a very nice hospital. They were trying to get me situated somewhere that wouldn't break the bank and just the first one that had a bed open. Okay. Um, so then I got transport – I was at the hospital for over 12 hours before they transported me to the mental hospital. Okay. So I was – Were you I- sedated essentially? Did they Um, sedate you or no? They basically, like, I was just, like, I wasn't allowed to be alone. Like, I was just chilling in the bed. They let me still, like, I had, like, food and stuff. One of my friends came and visited. Okay. Um, But that's so interesting. So when we think of somebody who's
0: checking them in, I think people think that they're violent um, or they're, um, what do they call it, belligerent um, or they're on something or something like that. And then it's, like, this very like, movie version of what mental health looks like, right? Like, or at least the – like, or, like, having a hard time mentally. But, like, this sounds very calm and very, like, rational.
1: For me, I was just very calm and, like, very – But maybe that's part of the problem too, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, Like, it was just like, oh, like, let's let's go. I was just very calm and, like, very sad. And I was coming to terms with a lot of things. Like, because a lot of it I hadn't said out loud before I went there because I just kept everything so bottled up. Yeah. And I'm assuming this is from, like, obviously
0: you're 18, so it was obviously from when you were growing up that a lot of stuff happened that you needed to process and that you are still processing, which is why we're not spilling tea today, people. But it is really a beautiful thing. And when we spoke, I was so happy to to hear you being so vocal about it because… Suffering in silence
1: is 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 what most people do. Even it's the worst. I still I still kind of do it to this day. Like I got out, and I'm better at having open dialogue, but you it's go just, back in. Yeah, You kind of go, go back, back in yourself. Go back <laughs> in because it's like I don't want to put that on anyone else. Like what I'm dealing with is it. It's hard because you need to find those safe people that you can be open and vulnerable with. Yeah, it's hard because it's not everyone, and it's not healthy for it to be everyone. You know. Yeah.
0: Well, look at there. Yeah. That's the neon sign right there. Um yeah so okay so
1: then how many days did you stay like 30 or Um no I was only there for about 3 days and I actually okay. asked if I could stay longer because I was You're like I don't,
0: don't let me back out there. <laughs> yeah I was like don't,
1: don't let me back out there like yeah. I was not I was enjoying the time away from my phone it was oh, really shit, nice yeah. like yeah cuz you don't have your phone or anything in there and I mean it when I say it was not a very nice place but I was still like I just needed to be at peace and focus it was nice cuz it isolated absolutely everything out from the outside world so that I could just focus on my mental health okay, and be around a bunch of other people that were doing the same thing because the patients there, it was really, really lovely to
0: really? get to
1: talk to everyone. Honestly. Was it like a state-run facility then if um, it wasn't
0: I I'm not sure. State usually means that it's more like government like public school versus private school. So oh yeah, it was it was public. Yeah,
1: that's what I was going to say. And usually with the state ones, people are a little bit more violent or edgy or they have like yeah. more Yeah. So I was in the unit that like because there was two adult units there um and I was in the one that wasn't as violent. Like you're barely an adult too though. Yeah. Do you not
0: you you yeah, are an adult. You are I was hoping. Kind of, but like
1: hoping. that's tough because then it's like you are on the very younger side of that. I yeah. speak as a mom though. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, honestly – I was hoping that they would put me because I knew that they had a unit that I believe was 14 to 18 and then it was like 18 plus yeah. and they put me in the adult unit. So oh that was – but everyone there was honestly super lovely. I mean there was a few times where they had to like remove people from there. Or there was stuff that happened. Um, but yeah. But three days – Yeah, three days. I got more therapy from the other patients and talking to them than the actual counselors and people who worked there, so. Yeah, Yeah. because they were probably like, she's fine. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, because it was all just, like, group sessions, and they didn't really, like, they didn't even know what they were talking about. They just kind of had these printed out worksheets that looked like they were from elementary school and would talk through, like, certain things Mm. and be like, okay, anyone have questions? Mm. And then, we like, I ended up asking a question because they were talking about negative self-talk and different things like that. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard. I didn't really want to talk about the social media aspect in there. But I was like, what if these comments aren't necessarily coming from me but coming from other people online? Like, how would you cope with that and handle that? And I'm like, because it's my job to work online. And they look at me, these two licensed counselors, and they're like, get a new job. (gasps) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they just told me, like, straight up, get a new job. And I was like... My job was on the floor. I remember leaving that session. Like, I went back to my room. I sat in there and I was writing down on my, like, four by four squares of paper. Like, yeah. I was not happy. That makes sense. I
0: mean... I- it's uh, fuck. I mean, like I think of, and I try not to bring this up in every single episode, but the the child actor thing, a lot of people are talking about how young people in social media now are being affected by stuff in a very similar way, and how so much of this trauma is going to be processed later down the line. And so what I think is so great that you're doing that in the future, I think you'll probably end up seeing is a lot of your friends are gonna process this stuff in ways that is going to be, varied. Let's put it that way.
1: Yeah. And the fact
0: that you're doing the work now is laying the groundwork for you to be an advocate. Um, but what do I know? I'm just
1: saying. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't want to come off all preachy and like weird, but- No, but you have, you've gone through it from like a young age. For sure, right? Like mm-hmm. I
0: think if it can be useful, right? Like if you can actually make the trauma a part of your story, then I think you will find your tribe in time. It just- it just takes time. And it seems though that like as long as you're advocating for yourself and you're having the people that are going to like find the mental hospital for you. Like, yeah. That's pretty good. It's like you need to have that person you can call for that shit. Yeah. Um, and you can call me too. You Aww. can call me or beat me. Okay, Brooklyn. <laughs> I promise. I seriously, I do. I do, I mean that. I truly mean that. I've. I think that there's something just so kind about your soul that like I know people want to jump into the negative comments on things, but, like, you can – like you were saying, you can feel an energy about someone um, when you meet them. Sometimes your first impressions are the most accurate.
1: Yeah. I need to – I feel like I'm so used to being around – I hate to say it, but, like, growing up, just a lot of negative energy, and I've kind of learned to cope with being around negative energy and still be positive and almost, like, give my energy to them. But now I'm realizing, like, that's not as healthy as, like – and – so it's hard. Um, my best friend is definitely really good at reading people's energy because whatever she tells me, like, "Yo, this person's bad news," she's always right. Dang! You're like, I don't want you to be right. I don't want you to be right. I like, know. I'm like, I, I, I don't. And then something will happen that's super shady, and I'm like, "You called it. You were right."
0: Yeah, that's why she's your bestie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all need those. We all need those. My husband is that for me, actually. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's tough. He does not have a problem with confrontation at all, and I do. I have a really hard time with that. Um, okay. So goals, like what are, what are your goals going forward? You have lots of time. Yeah. How are you going to make the best of it?
1: I know. It feels like I'm already out of time. That's like the weirdest part. Oh, like shit. it's like, i have just turned 18. I'm like, I know. <laughs> cause that's like, it's like, I just felt like my life was over like a few months ago. I'm like, everything's over. I'm done. Like, yeah, you're, you're too old. <laughs> I'm too old. Oh, like God, <laughs> that's awful. That's um, awful. But I think a lot of my goals, I mean, I'm starting up my own podcast this year with my best friend, which I've been really psyched about and yes. I'm really excited to do. Do you know the name? Can yeah, we- it's called Clueless. Ah, I love it. And yeah. can we find it? Where can we find it? It will be on all platforms. Great. Right? So. And
0: so people can go see it, Spotify and Apple and all the things, right? Are you going to do like a YouTube? Are you going to do video too? Yeah, we have video too. So, so. you'll have a
1: YouTube and all yeah. that? Yeah. Awesome. So
0: it'll be under Brooklyn or it'll be under Clueless It'll Podcast. be under
1: Clueless Podcast
0: on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. So
1: people have to go and check it
0: out. And what okay. are you guys
1: talking about? Just like we're all this We're talking shit. about everything because people kind of look at us and think that we're just like two clueless young girls who do social media, especially since something that we love is like beauty and fashion and makeup, which I love that because it's like a form of expression for me, which is a whole other thing. Um, are you Gen
0: Z or are you? I'm Gen Z. I was going to say, are you like the one after Gen Z? What's that? I don't know, but I'm alpha. Not, is alpha is that it? I think it might be alpha. I think my kids are alpha. Alpha. Yeah, they're coming for you.
1: <laughs> they are. They're coming. Dude, I'm gonna start coming seeing Jen Alpha post on social media. I'm gonna be like, dude, they're grown now. Yeah, <laughs> watch out. That's crazy. <laughs> they,
0: they they were babies at quarantine. Okay, so <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: um. Okay. So that's cool. So the podcast is is happening and. Have you had an enjoyable time sort of like sitting down? Has it been cathartic?
1: Yeah. Like I love it because it's finally me getting comfortable in front of a camera and actually being able to just sit and talk and And be like myself. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like this podcast is honestly one of the first or few times where I've sat in front of a camera and just really felt like I'm just having a conversation and being myself, which is a really lovely feeling to have. That's great. So it's just like you're just doing topical stuff. Like you're just uh, like sort of
0: talking about things that people would think you don't have opinions on and you're like, see fuckers, yeah. I have I have an opinion. <laughs> and then in terms of music and stuff, like wh- what else do you want to do? Is, do you want to do more satirical music or is it something that you're out here trying to do?
1: I think I'm just kind of letting the music for me die because <laughs> I did my performance art project, which is something that I had a really, really clear vision of and it was something that I loved. And right now that podcast is kind of like what I have that vision for right sure. now and what I'm... Loving, and I'm just kind of trying to find the other things that I have this passion and this vision for. I love fashion, and I definitely want to get more into like that sort of space and different stuff. Yeah, it's just been a lot of transitional for me right now because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, how do I how do I elevate? I feel like that's the biggest thing with social media because it's this constant elevation. Okay, and it gets so drained because it's like, how do I elevate this to this to yeah. this? So. Yeah,
0: so then okay, so then with people that might be listening that have kids, like. What do you think they should do, or anybody for that matter, what's the most healthy way to have a social media like,
1: account, um, essentially? I would say probably the biggest thing would be looking at what you're consuming. Because like you were saying earlier with the AI, you're in full control of what you're viewing. So if you're viewing stuff and it's like conscious consumption, that's something that I've been doing. When you're scrolling through, have critical thinking about like everything that you're going through. Look at how it makes you feel and everything to do with it so that what you're consuming in is making you feel good instead of making you feel like crap. Because a lot of social media, um, I think a lot of it because it pushes towards product and almost making you feel bad about yourself to sell things or just different stuff like that. A lot in general, I feel a lot of content makes you feel bad about yourself, which sucks. It's not even sometimes intentional. It just does. And people... Consume that content for, I don't know, because it's just, it's addicting in a way. So you have to be like purposeful or very at least purposeful. Have like an
0: ironic distance, be like, I'm watching this, but I know it's making me feel X. And then yeah. let
1: me unpack that for myself. Mm-hmm. Cool. Because when that's you fall really into valuable. just that scrolling where you're not really thinking and just using it to escape, like you're that. You're hurting was, yourself. Yeah, that's what deteriorated my mental health a lot. Dude,
0: I've been so addicted to it for like so long. Um, I in, even my husband was like, "Hey, you need to like I need to check in with you." And then the other day, like I haven't been here since the holidays, and the holidays like I said were really rough. Um I was like in terms of my like sobriety, it was one of those things where I was like a lot of that was being tested. Yeah. Um so I had to check in with myself a lot, and it was really hard because I was coping with like TikTok. T- 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 yeah. I was just there's and there's so many like moms like me that are like just swiping for community, swiping for fashion advice, swiping for, you know, just to feel seen. Yeah. And it's because when we have, when you have kids, which by the way, wait as long as possible. (laughs) Um, When you have those kids and they're like running around, you only have moments. Like if you try to call a mom, she doesn't have a lot of time to talk to you. Mm -hmm. So it's like what you've got is moments of time to feel seen. And so that's why TikTok has such like a mom presence if you ever want to do a uh, ask me anything moms i'm sure yeah. they would love to hear from you so
1: okay so then what when what age is a good age for like somebody to start having a tiktok account start having one it really it really depends cuz i feel like it's also such a maturity thing and how you're going to take it because if it, I mean, especially if you're posting, like you have to be very mentally prepared and be thoughtful about what you're putting out because, you know, digital footprint also just in every single way. It's very much a maturity thing because I think some people even 20, 30 years old can't have a TikTok just because of their own mental health and the way that it affects them and the way that they're consuming it. Or their jobs. Like yeah. Like if they post something, it's going to come back for them
0: too. Um, okay, cool. Well, I'll – I'll have to call you back when my girls are old enough
1: and be like, Brooklyn, where are we at now?
0: I wonder what the um, the future of social media is going to be like. What do you think right? it's going to be like?
1: Um, I I think that it's pushing back towards more authentic content for sure, which is what I love. I think that a lot of YouTube and TikTok it's kind of going back into its roots with being – because that's what it originally was. It was just people from around the world posting and expressing and finding other people who felt this way in this super high production manner. But then I feel like right before quarantine, everything got super high production, especially on YouTube. Because people were so contained. They wanted to like fantasize. Okay. track. But now I think it's starting to flip back into a little bit more real life and reality. So I hope that social media, I hope that it continues to get rooted back in reality. But I don't know if that's going to (laughs) happen. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I'm excited about your podcast. I'm excited about you.
0: And honestly, I really do mean it. Please, please call me. I probably please stay in touch. Oh my God, (laughs) that'd be amazing. I try to tell people all the time, like, I love mentorship. If there's anything I can do to like, if I offer it, you know, like, don't be random. And and I will, I do, people do probably reach out to you too in DMs. And they're like, I've been struggling and your content is really inspiring me. And like,
1: that's gotta be like the best. That's why I keep doing it, honestly, at the end of the day. Like, I get those messages and I'm like, my heart. Like, cause that's what I remember over anything else, I feel like. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. I love you. I love you, too.
0: (laughs) Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto.